It is exciting. What is that? This is the Rich Eisen Show. This day and age, even the National Football League has to come out with its best foot forward. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Tom Brady raising a banner in Tampa. And who is there to kick it off? The Dallas Cowboys. Nobody disgusts me more than a Cowboy fan. Earlier on the show, Jets head coach Robert Sala. Packers running back Aaron Jones. Coming up, Raiders general manager Mike Mayock, plus J.B. Smoove. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Rich Eisen Show. We already had Robert Sala, H.C. of the NYJ, and Aaron Jones, R.B. of the Green Bay Packers on uh, this program. We've got the schedules all in front of us. I did the three-hour NFL schedule release show uh, from uh, SoFi Stadium in Hollywood Park uh, last night. Nine months from today is when the Super Bowl goes down in that stadium. Wow. Nine wow. months from today. It is today. going to be here before you know it. I know, right? Uh, can't wait. Cannot wait. Bart Scott voice. Can't uh, JB Smoove will be on this program in 20 minutes' time. I was told again, Little Birdie told me that uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm wrapping principal shooting this very week. So can't wait to chat with JB what's going on in his world. Uh, love this guy. Um, I, I miss broadcasting with him, and I'm not just saying that because he's on hold getting set to join us. He is the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, Mike Mayock. How have you been, Mike? Hey, Rich. I'm pretty good. How'd the, uh, the show go last night? I, it kind of always amazed me that you could do a show <laughs> wrapped around a schedule release. <laughs> Celebrating paperwork, Mike. That's essentially what we're doing, you know? It's that's a three hour show celebrating the arrival of paperwork is literally what last last night was. But you know we've been making chicken salad since the very beginning and you were part of all those years, you know? <laughs> Somebody sent me a picture of the, the first combine we did years ago and it was just it, it kinda took you back to the old stadium in Indy and you know, nope just Bare bones, everything. I, I forget how many people were at the first Senior Bowl or the first Combine, Rich, but there weren't many of us, right? Well, you, I think it was you and Bert, Paul Burmeister, one of the great humans on the planet, in in like folding chairs on the sidelines of the RCA Dome. I wasn't even there the first time we started turning the cameras on because, you, you know, the competition committee was like, you want to televise what? Like, are you kidding me? You're like, that was, a, that was kind of a non-starter. And you... The way you handled your business and Paul handled his business, and I think we had Jim Moore Sr. on there too, kind of helped tell Bill Polian that, you know, we're not going to be in your face. We're just going to respect, respectfully cover this whole thing for sure. You know, what was funny was that we were in the folding chairs right down by the players while they were working out. And the first day was the offensive line, and literally it was almost like being in a hockey rink where the players saw you on the other side of the glass, <laughs> and they could hear us. Yeah. And the offensive line was working out, and I made a comment about one of the players, and I said, you know, I think he'll probably be a third or fourth round guy. He's not real quick. And you could hear him cursing me out like <laughs> you can't believe clearly on the air. He heard everything I said and was MFing me like crazy. Burmeister, mm. of course, couldn't stop laughing. I bet. You know, it's, it's funny, Mike, with the pandemic, I'm reading articles about how uh, athletes are hearing announcers what they're saying to them because there's no fans in the stands. And that, and how that's been so you you had that sensation, <laughs> you know, when it was at the combine, you know, and 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 you know while we're on the subject of fans in the stands, um, boy oh boy, the first time that uh, fans are going to be in the stands for Las Vegas Raiders game in that beautiful stadium, 
um, can't be any bigger. A Monday night game against the Ravens. Uh, is that what leapt out to you when you first got the schedule yesterday? Walk me through your process of grabbing a schedule as the GM of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Mike Mayock. Yeah, I mean, I think the first game is an important one, obviously. And um, out of all the franchises in the league, uh, the Ravens are, are one of the ones, one of the three, four, five franchises that I respect the most. I, I think there's been um, a degree of excellence set for years, and it didn't matter whether it was Brian Billick or John Harbaugh. Ozzie Newsom was kind of the glue behind it. Now Eric DaCosta, um, they've got an, an amazing quarterback, and they're one of the most physical teams in football. So, you know, Monday night, last year, Rich, we went 6-2 and two on the road and 2-6 and six at home. Mm. And we need to get that place just rocking and rolling with, with Raider fans, and we need to set new decibel records, and we need to kind of set a tone for the new Allegiant Stadium. And then the Ra- like the Ravens at Pittsburgh, are you, are, and that's another thing I might imagine you you look at are those one Eastern road trips, right? You got one for the Giants as well in November. I'm looking here. You got a one, you know, I got a noon uh, kick at at Kansas City at Indianapolis. One Eastern. Uh, uh, that that is, uh, you know, obviously got to play them when you play them, but that's not terribly optimum for you on the road. No, and you know, week two is tough because. The league was good enough to send us to Pittsburgh on a short week across the country. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking that Philly uh, conversation up from you right there. I'm picking that up. So um... yeah, yeah. That, so we, we got a challenging start, and that's what kind of the, that's what you asked me. What hit me first? Sure. And, you know, we're going to embrace it. I mean, that's two of the better franchises in the NFL back to back. One on a short week. That's fine. Let's go. Mike Mayock. And that's the way we have to look at it. Mike Mayock here on the Rich Eisen Show. Walk me into uh, a moment of uh, when you're on the clock, you and Gruden, and what you guys do together, how you work together. That is a, a, a fascinating subject for a lot of observers. I'm, I'm sure you're you might shrug your shoulders as to the question as to why, but you know, as you know, you're the head coach that uh, you are uh, evaluating with is a fascinating figure in this league. Walk me. Th- what is that like when you're on the clock? And the Raiders and you and Gruden are in the draft room together, Mike. Well, well, I, most of the work ought to be done before the draft starts, and you ought to have a plan. And, and obviously, the plan changes at different times. And and for us, what was kind of cool, you know, we knew we were going to go get Leatherwood in the first, and whether or not we traded down was going to be up in the air. I was hoping to trade down, and, and it didn't work out. However. The next day, you know, we've got to, again, you you go home that night and we're sitting at 48, you know, and we're thinking about there's three pretty good safeties out there. And and the number one on our list was uh, Trayvon um, Merrick. And I thought he was going to be one of the first two or three picks on the second day because we thought he was going to be going on the first day. And he starts sliding a little bit. Mm -hmm. And John and I are kind of looking at the board and going, okay, Dallas is at 44. He probably won't get past Dallas. Um, so we, I picked the phone up and started calling and had had a conversation with San Francisco earlier that day who was at 43, you know, before the draft started. And uh, we talked a little bit about a flip right there. They wanted to potentially move down. We might want to come up. So that was kind of discussed in advance. 
I got Adam Peters on the phone, um, who's an outstanding scout and, and, and John Lynch's assistant. Uh, and Adam and I kind of worked it back and forth, and sure enough, Merrick made it to 43, and, and John and I couldn't have been happier. So we traded up in two, and we traded back up in four because another safety who we had a big grade on slid down to the bottom of four, and that's uh, Tyree Gillespie from Mizzou. So the, I think the fun part, Rich, was you kind of know what you want to do and what, how you're trying to attack it, but when things come up that you don't expect, how do you react? Well, and John was awesome. I, I was just like, John, we got to go get this guy. Mm-hmm. And he was all in. And the same thing in the fourth round. He was all in. So um, that's what, to me, that's the most fun part of the draft is when you get thrown kind of a curveball and how do you react to it? Mike Mayock, general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders here on the Rich Eisen Show. So going into um, the non-playing season, as you know, we call it on NFL Network, and then the talent evaluation portion and free agency – have you attacked the defense in the manner that you're you you wanted? Where where do you where do you feel about your defense, which you came on the draft uh, show with uh, me and the guys, uh, and I'm sure you have mentioned this many times that that was something you needed to attack from the coaching staff all the way through to what you could control. So, what do you think now that we're in mid-May? Well, I mean, time will tell, but. Um... We knew we needed some edge speed. We needed some twitch on the outside. Ngakwe became a really important piece to that. Uh, and then in the draft, we feel like Malcolm Kuntz is a guy that could develop in a similar fashion. So we've got what we hope is some twitch coming off the edge to kind of provide a balance between Max Crosby and Cleese Farrell on the other side. We also think Cleed did a real nice job kicking inside last year prior to getting hurt. And then we had to attack the inside position. And, you know, we signed Solomon Thomas, Quentin Jefferson, Darius Phylon. Um, we kind of we're, we're hoping, Rich, that our defensive line uh, is a lot more disruptive than it was a year ago. And, and that, that's point number one. We've got to be way better up front. Uh, we think we, we can run at the second level now with the linebacker position. Uh, both what we did last year and what we did this year. And to be honest, we got to play better on the back end. And, you know, we've invested draft capital back there. We've invested more now with the second-round safety. So, you know, we're hoping that John Abram and and Trayvon Mary become the type of pair that Gus Bradley envisions with a high safety, you know, a high post safety and a strong safety. And then our outside guys got to play better. And, And they know that, you know, Damon Arnett. Trayvon Mullen, uh, we, we signed a veteran, Casey Hayward, that'll be a true pro. So that's kind of a long way of saying, Rich, that you don't have any clue what's going to happen until the season gets here. But we were a pretty good offensive team last year and a really bad defensive team, and that's got to change. Well, and on, in terms of the offense, um, you know, you, you came on, again, uh, always kind of come back home, if you will, to – us on NFL Network, uh, you and uh, and I spoke with DJ Daniel Jeremiah in the booth at the last in-person combine, and I'm sure you remember it because that was when Tom Brady was about to hit the free agent market, and I attempted uh, to make you uh, take the cheese on that conversation, and you, you saw that coming a mile away and did not. Um, <laughs> and that chuckle means that you do remember that. 
Um, and so the, your 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 current quarterback is still your current quarterback, and everybody thought that when Gruden was coming, he might not like your current quarterback, and he's still your current quarterback. So what what is the what is what does the offense look like with Derek Carr this year and moving forward? What 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 is uh, Carr's role in everything according to your viewpoint, Mike? I, I think John and I are both excited and energized by Derek Carr and what he's done the last couple of years with John. I thought he's made a, uh, a step forward each year. I thought he was one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL last year. And if he takes another step forward, we're, it, 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 he'll be a very, very special quarterback. He, Derek can play. And last year, Derek was not one of our problems. And what we did this year, Rich, which kind of has the whole building energized right now, is we're revamping our offensive line. Yeah. So. You know, I, I think it's more about how quickly that unit develops. We feel like we've got some real talent at the skill positions. We feel like we've got one of the top quarterbacks in football, and our offensive line is in there working their tails off every day. And we we feel like we got younger and more athletic, but we certainly gave up a savvy veteran presence in in both our center Rodney Hudson and, and our right guard Gabe Jackson. Yeah, so why did you to do me, that? Where why, we've got to develop. Why did you do that, mm-hmm. Mike? That's a lot of people are wondering why did you do that? I mean, you had veteran savvy, veteran savvy. I mean, you just used two two uh, adjectives you, you you you'd normally want to ascribe to your line. Why did why did you do that with the line? I, I have all the respect in the world for those two guys. Um, both of them were in their were, were getting into their thirties now. Um, they both made plus or minus ten million dollars a year. You know, Trent Brown was in the fourteen million dollar area. Um, so between the three of them, there was about thirty-four million dollars of salary we offloaded. And while we did that, we think we got younger and more athletic. And that's with all due respect to Rodney and Gabe. Uh, but you know, we draft a first-round right tackle. Uh, we think John Simpson, our, our left guard from last year, who we took in the fourth round, has a chance to be really good. You know, we still have Denzel Good. We still have Richie Incognito. Um, we re-signed our left tackle, Colt Miller, to a big contract. And then we think Andre James has a chance to be a really good center. So, you know, there, there comes a time. You know, we, we got Andre as an undrafted free agent three years ago. and We think he's going to be very good. And so he's less expensive. He's younger. He's more athletic. And... We're excited about the changes to our offensive line. Mike, I appreciate the, the chat. And uh, as a thank you, um, I'm going to do what I always love to do with guests. And certainly since you are uh, special um, in the regard that I've known you for a long time, I'm going to do my best to leave you in a better place. And in that regard, Mike, <laughs> um, is you mentioned earlier that having fans in the stands in Vegas is going to be great and you can't wait and they have to be loud and they have to be rocking. We have all seen the news this week about the the club, the Vegas type club that's going to be there uh, in the end zone with what I assume is Mike Mayock, generally managed bottle service, um, and put it all together, Mike. Um, we have the DJ for you. We just need your help to get Mike Del Tufo the gig. Your thoughts? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no,
seven minutes to get there, and I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was my wind-up. I took a long wind-up, admittedly, and I appreciate your evaluation of that because you always evaluate. I understand. But you don't know about this nightclub that's in the end zone uh, uh, that was announced this week that's coming? It's a va- it's a new club. Wynn Resorts is, a, is, is, is conceiving it. TVs, premium DJs, bottle service on the field-level suites. No? You don't know that? When it comes to the end zone, Rich, I always I only care about which jerseys get get there. Well done. Look at Mayock for the response. I care less about the rest of it. Well, no, hold on a second. No, but this could get folks riled up, you know. And if Del Tufo, you what, know, people Mike, people not paying attention, people drinking drinks and not paying attention to the game. <laughs> well, maybe you need them to get, you know, be full. Maybe you get a you get a false start by the, the you know your opponent out of this thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so Del hey, Tufo could spin I'm the all in, Rich, for whatever we need to do to get that place loud. Well, that's, Del, that's all I have. Del Tufo I don't even know can what you're do talking it. about, but let's get loud. Mike Del Tufo can spin the records. You know, Mike. So you know. Let's. I'm just trying to help you out here. Get him in touch with the right Rick, person. I've never been more appreciative of your help. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Del Tufo, I'm trying here, but yeah, there's only so much I can do. I've, it's just every so often, every now and then, I always feel like I'm hold, I'm I'm taking on water with Mayock. It's been a while since I felt that way, but uh, now here I am again. Mike, you take care. Best to best to your family. Best to Lee. Uh, we all miss uh, seeing her uh, around. Certainly, NFL Network. So you take care. You be well. Thanks, Rich. Best to you guys and your family. Yeah, right. That's it. you guys. Mike Mayock, everybody. The best answer we could have gotten from Mike Mayock. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. He you doesn't can. know what we're talking about. Are we really surprised by that? No, we are not. <laughs> no. But it's still sometimes when you get what you expect, it lives up to the moment. It, and that did. Mike, I tried. I I went to the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. And the worst thing I could have said I was going to say, but I didn't, because you could see he was like, okay, I gave you 15 minutes, Rich, and now you hit me with this craziness about some club in the end zone. So, I, 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 seriously, I know the man's voice inflections. I know everything about him and the way that he conducts his business. And so, you know, I tried. The worst thing I could have said to him, and I almost did, is like, so we'll tweet about it and have your social media group retweet it, okay, Mike? <laughs> you would have been like, what? Huh? The only thing in the end zone I care about is the uniform, you know, the jersey jerseys that are in it. Okay. It's got to be silver and black in there. You're the only host that could get away with asking Mike Mayock that question yeah. as well. Oh, it's part of the reason yeah. why you should hopefully take in the Rich Eisen Show every day, whether on Peacock <laughs> or this Rich Eisen Show uh, radio affiliate. Sirius XM and Odyssey. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Let's take a break. So we're relatively on time for the one and only J.B. Smooth. How about going from Mayock to <laughs> J.B. Smooth? That's another reason why you're taking the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here is the connection yes, Bob. between me and J.B. Smooth. Is it, does this involve Kevin Bacon in any way, shape, or It does or not involve Kevin Bacon, but okay. I'm sure in two or three moves we can get <laughs> to Kevin Bacon. No, it involves the cult classic yeah. Pootie Tang. <laughs> J.B. Smooth, J.B. Smooth is in Pootie Tang. Yes. And it goes without saying yeah. that without me, Pootie Tang is nothing. There's not. You put the tang in booty tang. I did. I, I bet. I did, just like the astronauts. <laughs> I put the tang. I put the tang in Pootie Tang. Now, where does Pootie Tang rank in the Bob Costas oeuvre? Where, yeah. do, where does where does that? You rank? know, very very often people will say Pootie Tang basketball, mm-hmm. and you know it's a little bit it's a little bit like asking Jimmy Stewart. Yes, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Sure. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. Like saying to De Niro, taxi driver, raging bull. It's just impossible. It is. They're all my children. <laughs> They're all an extension of who I am as an artist. And I'll let the public choose. Really. Yeah. You know. Wada Tay, my brother. Wada Tay. <laughs> hey, Bob, man. Do you, oh. do you do you have any good from the set stories of Pootie Tang? You know, Tang? we were never on the set it's together. Always, yeah. There's some great stories of Pootie Tang. Any man who can fight with a belt, right? <laughs> How do you not have great stories? The man who had a ponytail and a belt yeah. and, did, and had his own language. How do you not build a movie right. on that platform and have success? You know, it's a cult classic. People sit in their basement smoking the funny stuff while they yeah. watch it. Yeah, and you don't even need the funny stuff. No, you don't. Although it helps. It does help. It's a great movie. Reunited yes, with J.D. Smooth. My brother, we are back. My man. Yeah, back. By the way, Bob said Pootie Tang five times during that interview. And that's, so that's 22 fewer times than, than Marshawn Lynch yes. said he was there to be fined. Yeah. Not I'm going to sign your pity on a runny kind, brother. <laughs> 
And if we, you want to, okay. if you want to try to stop me, I got, I got to say the name. No. How are you to say the name? What is happening right now? I think he also signed our annual uh, signing board that we had at all our Super Bowls through the years on audience. I think he signed it with a Pootie Tang phrase, Bob. Yes. Oh, uh, Bob has had some of the greatest moments, the greatest appearances in the history of this show, like many other talk shows in the history of talk shows. Go to our YouTube archive for all of that, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Back here on our simulcast together on Peacock. For those listening, you want to watch us every day, peacocktv.com to sign up and watch us for free every day after the Dan Patrick Show uh, right here as we did back in the day on Audience. And this man, uh, we just showed a clip of his appearance, his first appearance on our show when we were at the Super Bowl in Arizona in the calendar year 2015 uh, between the Seahawks and the Patriots, the famed Malcolm Butler interception uh Super Bowl, don't give it a Marshawn on the goal line, Super Bowl. And then for four years after that one, too, he was the Rich Eisen Show Super Bowl media day and night correspondent. He is one of our favorites. He now has a podcast called May I Elaborate? Daily Wisdom from J.B. Smoove. It is a podcast that you must get from Team Coco and where all podcasts can be acquired from Curb Your Enthusiasm as well. The great J.B. Smoove. How are you, J.B.? My dude, what is going down? Better for talking to you. I miss talking to you, JB Smooth. No, I miss it. I miss you so much. It's like it's like crazy. Like you, a piece of me is missing when I'm not around you. A piece of me, like a, a very intricate part of an offensive line or uh, an amazing point guard coming down court. You know, I miss the guy I passed to. I miss you. I miss you. I appreciate you saying that, JB. Since I'm assuming you get the follically challenged New York-born angst from Larry David when you're around him, so I appreciate you saying that <laughs> about <laughs> me. Means you, you, at least you get that from LD when you're. How is how is LD doing these days, LD's JB? Great man. You know, I I just wrapped on season eleven um, two days ago, so um, we are um, preparing an amazing new season and. Um, you know, I'm sure Larry, would, if he was here, he would say, this is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> what Now, Now, what can you tell me? Give me something. Give me something. No, you know, and I know I can't give you too much. I know that. One, I think two or three seasons ago, uh, I spilled the beans. Um, <laughs> you know, about my, my combo. My combo with Larry was, you know, I, I, I wanted to twist his arm and, and make him come back, you know, for a new season. And, you know, he kind of gave me the impression that he was going to come back. Yes. And I kind of spilled those beans. But, but as you, not, as you oh, know, I, JB, I was, JB, as yeah. you know, it's all about the beans, JB. It's all about it the beans. It's about the beans. That's right. So what do, you, what do you got for me here? It's all about the beans. What do you got? I, I, I can tell you this. We have some amazing guests. It's an amazing season. I can tell you that much. Um, I can tell you that um, – you know me, man. I, I don't. I don't watch the show. I, when I work, I do my scene and I leave because I want to watch the show as a real fan. You know, I, I, I want surprises. You know, I don't want to know everything. I don't want to see all the episodes before they air. I want to be a fan sitting on my couch watching the new season okay. of Caribbean Enthusiast. All right. So you you're not spilling any beans is basically what no, you're telling no. me. No, I don't have any beans to spill. I I, I, I do not have any. Being, being spilled. All right, so how about this one? How about this one? Because I'm asking you to elaborate. 
as I'm holding my Latte Larry mug that I got from the previous season. Um, yeah, that's a flex. Oh I know. Um, so, <laughs> so um, do you think this is the last one, JB Smooth? What do you think? I, I will say this much. All the fun that we are having shooting this show last season and this season, I'm going to leave Larry out of it. Anybody who is a part of this show, I'll just say, I can't see them. I can't envision anyone wanting to ever stop. I'll say that much. (laughs) I I don't know how you could stop. How how about that? (laughs) It would be an absolute shame to stop, is what you're saying. absolute shame. You know, I just can't picture Anyone wanted to stop. Well, it's funny, JB, because, you know, um, and I've mentioned it here, So, and, and it's kind of like Fight Club, but I've been allowed to talk about it because I've asked this, um, that I, I am one of the things that I'm always thrilled about a season wrapping is that I do get a phone call from Jeff Schaefer, longtime director, producer, writer, right, to, to sit in an, in an edit room and see the episodes as they've just been fill, fill, fully edited because – they want to show it to a group of people to see if we can follow along with so much of the plot that is ad-libbed on occasion, if not most all the damn time, certainly by you. Yes, yes. And, and so I see it. And, and, you know, when there's a new season, I'll be very honest. The first scene, I'm always, you know, holding my breath like, what if? Because, you know, things eventually do run out of steam. They, they Certainly if it takes a while. I just like, what if this is that moment? And then last season, the first scene was you and Larry walking down a street. And literally two lines in, I'm like, okay, I'm not worried about this at all. <laughs> it was done. It was like, we're back. That's what it was like. Two lines. Consistently curved, man. And and I think you're going to be blown away uh, by season 11, Ben. So okay. you better get your seatbelt on because it's it's going to be a blast, man. No, and, and, and we are. Yeah. And the people who I ask who have been on the show, like who's the guy that cracks you up the most? Who's the guy that makes you um that makes you crack up that you can't you can't uh hold it together the most? The answer is oh, you. That the, oh, the, the you make everybody crack up. That that Larry can't particularly he's easy to crack up to begin with, but you in particular, he can't keep it together with you. I I'm telling you something. I, I really embody this character. I love him. I think he's a wild card, and he's just, you never know. Because I, I like that the guy has no, he, you, you have no idea where he came from. So I'm, I'm at, I got, I, I have creating, you know, these avenues and these, these branches for this guy, you know, at my disposal. I can create whatever I want to say about and where he came from and his background, his origin. I can just make it up. And I'm, I'm loving that, you know, I get a chance to, you know, I mean, Larry's, He's underpitching me. You know, he's like he's throwing no fastballs. He ain't throwing no curveballs. He is literally underpitching me. And all I gotta do is just smack it out of the park every time. And, and I'm telling you, man, my my I'm I'm focused. I'm I'm like the softball champion now. You know? And and we are and this season is is just as I think this is gonna be I I, I say it all the time, but I, I always say this season's gonna be better than the last. I think I truly believe that it gets better 
as the uh, world gets more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect way to put it. That is a perfect way to put it. So, like, like Lampin, that that comes from your brain. That didn't come from a script. That didn't come from a page. Like that came from you. That came from my upbringing. You know, I I can't even some things. I'm just all I'm doing is reintroducing some of these catchphrases to Larry that he never heard. <laughs> Larry never, when I, when I say get in that ass, Larry has no idea what the hell get in that ass even meant. And you see it on his face. That was a perplexed look on his face. Like, what in the hell is get in that ass mean? <laughs> and then you use, and then you use the, the hand movement to act yeah. like, like you're drawing drapes open. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. You, you gotta draw the drapes open. You gotta step in. And you make sure they, they hear your foot hit the ground like, oh. <laughs> uh, so how many takes was that for Larry in that scene, JB? How many takes was that? Because that, 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 right? the first time you did it, yeah, that couldn't be the what time, was. That, oh, man, the first that, time, I think they might even use that. that Because we, we cross shoot. So we, we, we cross shoot, meaning that you, you get me, you get him. Right. And you get a wide shot of both of us. So... I know one thing, man. Larry's face, when I first said it, because you got to remember, this was our, you know, this is the beginning of Leon and Larry. So, I, you know, he wasn't even used to what I would bring to the table as far as my, you know, the actor, you know. And, and he was still feeling this, oh, this character out. So when I said that, he he literally froze and he didn't know what the hell I was talking about. And 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 in between shots, you know, he, he always asked me in between shots. He laughed. He said, What what is, what is that? I said, What? You mean to tell me you never heard the term get in that ass? Which is why I, I specifically find it for him in the scene, you know. Oh. <laughs> JV smooth. And then maybe Four versions of that. Oh. One version, one version that didn't make the cut. Uh -oh. it, it, it involved actually spraying lighter fluid and lighting that ass on fire. <laughs> <laughs> lighter fluid. Oh my gosh! Oh. And, then, and, then, and one, one involved a doormat and wiping your feet before you leave that You give him new variants to use a yes. phrase these days. Yes. You give him new variants so you could slip past the you could slip yep. past the wall that he's putting up. I got it. Yep. Oh, I, I hit the reset button on him and we go again. Now I'm gonna try to because you know I got I got the stand up uh, mentality where you know we 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 uh, attack from a different angle. You know, a bunch of different punches. So <laughs> JB Smooth here on the Rich Eisen Show. You never said that to Belichick though, right? You never. In those years that you we sent you to Bell, I mean, oh, Bill knew who you were too, right? I mean, when you were doing the Rich Eisen show, social uh, Super Bowl correspondent work, Bill definitely, yeah. Bill Brady definitely knew who you were. I mean, they were fans of yours. You could tell. But then, oh you man, me and Brady got history from SNL when he, when he hosted SNL uh, two times. 
and, and I kept pitching the same damn sketch, you know, about the first guy, um, the first NFL player uh, to smack a, another player on the butt after a good play. And that that thing got cut. It never made it. Never made it. it never so what, hold on a second. Walk me through that again, JB Smooth. Walk me. I wrote a sketch at SNL that never made it. You know, uh, Brady was hosting, and it wow. was the first NFL player in the 30s to hit another player on the butt after a good play. <laughs> and, and nobody understood. Everybody's like, what the, what, the, what the hell are you doing, man? You know? Right. <laughs> and, and that skiff I kept pitching over. I pitched it. Every time he came back to host again, I would revamp it and, and pitch it again because it always got a big laugh when I pitched it, but it never made it. It, it would never make it, you know? Um, and, and we have history. So, you know, um, but Belichick, you know, um, he, he, he was a fan of the show. So every time I would I would make my way to the front of, of, of the you know of the correspondence you know I was my but but all, all the reporters right and I would make my way to the front all the time yeah. and that was my ace in the hole because those people knew me so they would automatically let me go through you know and I would get to the front yeah. and then Belichick was smirked he would put a little <laughs> smirk on like okay here we go you know and after I did it the first time. The, the next few times they made it to the Super Bowl, he knew what was coming. It told me some weird question that I was going to give him. So, so, so I had to, all, had to always find my place and find a spot in there to get a crazy question in there to him. So um, We're showing it yeah. right now where Belichick kind of, yeah, he saw you coming. He t- <laughs> he def- did you ask him what sort of cookie he would be? Did you do that one year, JB? Oh, yeah, what kind of cookie would you be? Like a vanilla uh, wafer? I, you said that, Tim? A, <laughs> a chocolate chip, a vanilla wafer, or, or a fig newton. And he picked chocolate chip, and I couldn't believe it. He just seemed like more of a fig newton guy, like an old, old ass cookie. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> There's too many versions of the chocolate chip cookie. There's double chocolate chip chunk. Yeah. You know, there's, there's too many. There's too many different ones. You know, peanut, peanut chocolate chip. You know, there's too many. But the, the big newton. Yeah, you can't you know, remake that. There's no, there's, there, there's nothing you could do. It's just a, it's a fig and recipe, it's a Newton. There's only one recipe for the fig Newton. Yeah. There's no other recipe. It's a fig. It's a fig. You know, there, there's, there's not a hundred different recipes. You can you can only do so much yeah. fig Newton. And he seems so, and, and I use that as a metaphor because he's so locked in. You know what I mean? He is who he is. He is what he is. You know, and a fig Newton is, you know, he, he should have wrote a play. Uh, what the Patriots call the big Newton. Well, you know they got, that's the last name of their starting quarterback right now in camp, so but I think it works. Like, let's figure it out. You know, the yeah. football's the fig, and Cam's yeah. the Newton, and let's – I don't know what the play is. It's got – you know, so – Sometimes, man, I'm ahead, I'm, ahead, I'm ahead of the game sometimes. Yes, you are. I'm so far ahead sometimes. You know, Larry thinks he could be an offensive or defensive coordinator in the NFL. He has said that on this show, as a matter of fact. He could – he hey, swears. One- and I pitched that to him one time. I said, "We should, we should go and be. Uh, you should, I said, Larry, you should be the coach. You know, somehow you get in there. It, maybe it's a dream sequence, uh, sequence where you're the coach of the Jets. I'm the offensive uh, coordinator, or or I'm the maybe a wide receivers coach. You know, that way, you know, I, I still got it. Hey, hey, you know, I still got it. You know, man, come on now. You know that year I had uh, 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 a I had a the, you did. You had Aeneas Williams and Kurt Warner was trying to throw you a pass, 
And I have, uh, I have and, at least three steps on him. Yeah, you and, and you, but you didn't know, and, Kurt. You didn't tell Kurt what you like. You, you treated it like a curb episode. You didn't. Did, you didn't I tell Kurt what your route was going to be. You know. You, and and I know there, there was no penalties. First of all, he was holding me past five yards. Yeah. <laughs> he was it's a flag. It was, no, there was no flag. It, it, no flag. No flag. I had him. I had him burnt. Oh I man, man I had that man burnt. Yeah, we're watching it right here. Yep, it, he definitely hit you on the line. And, oh, that is after five yards. Um, he did grab you. Oh, he had you hooked. Oh, and then he picked the it. Time. Yes, he did. And he's wearing his hey, Hall of Fame jacket. That man had sneakers on. That man had sneakers on. I had on cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. Holding my hat. See? I'm already at a disadvantage. See? That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> we haven't even talked about your pod, so let me hit that before. I, I just We could talk literally all day like this. May I elaborate? Daily wisdom from J.B. Smoove. So you're talking every day? You're doing this every day? This, to... is, this is a daily. Yes, indeed. So this is what I do. Uh, it's a daily show, Monday through Friday. You know, it's wisdom from J.B. Smoove. I take these amazing positive affirmations from these uh um, these, these these calendars, yes. you know, every every day of the week, uh, they, every day of the year, they have these positive affirmations. So what I do is this: I take these positive affirmations and I and I and I present them, remix them, and give them to people in a more manageable form. Because a lot of times you read these affirmations and you you don't understand that, that Zen language. Uh-huh. You 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 get it. You get it. They're trying to inspire you and motivate you, but do you? have a way to apply that to your life, Rich. So what I do is this. I, I take them, my, me and Miles, and, and you met Miles, yes. you know, me and Miles, uh, Miles is my co-host, and I take them, and then I elaborate, I, I, I uh, you know, I motivate, and I hallucinate. I do all the, all the, all the nates, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> And then I uh and then I get it and I, I just go off on it for you know and it's daily, you know, um it's a lot of fun and and I give you the weekend, you know, I give the weekend to you because I, I want you to come back with some issues. You know. Yeah. That's your free time to mess up. And when you come back on Monday, I, I fix, I fix everything again. I refix it for you. Okay. So it's, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun, and it's endless. There must be, man. I, I have at my disposal at least eight different books full of affirmations, and I can just take any book I want, pull one out, and just have fun with it. And it, it really is just, you know, me using my my voice, my motivation, the same way I would do. As, as a correspondent going to the Super Bowl, yeah, I, would ask, I, I ask questions, I ponder, I give you, the, I give you the answer, I give you the question, and then I try to apply it to you, you the listener. So yeah, I mean, because it's limitless in terms of the affirmations, and then the number of nates you could come up with. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so many nates. So you know, and, and, I, and I also communicate. See? <laughs> it's, it's nates all over the place, man. It's so many. It's so many. Oh, JB, you are the best. I needed that laugh. I didn't know I needed it. That was fantastic. Um, Let's do this very often. Everybody should check out 
the May I Elaborate Daily Wisdom from J.B. Smoove podcast. Team Coco puts it out there. It is available or all podcasts can be acquired. Oh, snap, J.B. Smoove on Twitter and Instagram. You are the yeah, best. Man. Best to you and your family. Let's chat again soon, JB. Hey, let's chat again soon. But we got we got a long football season coming up. So of course. We're going to figure it out. And a long summer before it. So let's do this again soon. Yeah, yeah. man. I can't wait. You be well. Let's do it again. Jets, baby. I'm excited about my Jets. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk. So did, you're you're a Jet. You and you and Larry. Are, I didn't know you were a Jet, just like Larry, and and also the the. The, the character who died because the Jets killed him off in, in season <laughs> 10? The Jets killed that man. Yes, the Jets killed that man. Yeah. All evidence is there. The Jets killed that man. Take you care of yourself, JB. You're the best. All Thank right. you. All right. <laughs> JB Smooth, everybody. Hey, buddy. Love you guys. Miss you. Right hey, JB. JB. Oh, my God. JB. Gosh. One of this show's proudest achievements oh, snap. was to credential that man oh. and send him into the morass and insanity of Super Bowl media day and night, over and over and over and over and again. I mean, and I might be one, you know, one Nate shy. Oh my God, I mean, all the Nates. Whew. I mean, Peacock audience is going to get a taste <laughs> of that work coming up next. We'll take all a break, <laughs> and we're back to wrap up this show and set up Friday show and clear some phone banks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Tell me, this is Nate in LA still on hold yes. too? Look <laughs> well, yeah, that Nate yeah, when we come is. back. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. It's J.B. Smoove here at Media Day in Houston, and we're on to the Pats, baby. What's up, Tom? How you doing? You are a 10 in the handsome world, right? Would you trade in three of your handsome points to get back at them damn Giants? Yes. i trade them all. Hey, Cliff Brothers too, man. <laughs> Cliff, hey, Cliff Chin Brothers. Cliff Chin Brothers. You see this? Character, character. Please give me something I can take to these movie executives. 
to convince them why we need a black unicorn movie. You look at this crowd of white unicorns, and all you see is this big, black, handsome unicorn standing there looking like Black Beauty. It's the best strip club in Boston in Gronk's basement. Be honest. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm going to go down there and talk to your coach, and I'm going to tell that man, this man is, is electrifying. He has a touch the ball way more than that. Okay, I'm gonna go down and tell him. All right, that's on you though. No, don't, don't tell him. No, I, no, I'm gonna say we talked about it. <laughs> nah, you can't tell. No, me. wait, wait, wait a minute. Now we did, we did talk about it. She come by my house, my bar, and all I had is black unicorn, and no one wanted because nobody wants that black unicorn. It was different. You're a tough cookie, man. What cookie would that be? A ginger snap, a fig Newton, a vanilla wafer, a chocolate chip cookie. Chocolate Give me a chip. cookie. Yeah, chocolate, chocolate chip, chip all day, all day. I figured that all day. At first, I thought he might be more of a big Newton guy, but he's more of a chocolate chip guy. This is what happens. Devin or Jason? Yes. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. You got a twin brother who plays for the Titans. Now, how the hell do everybody in here know it's you and not damn Jason? There's really no way to tell, though, honestly, because Coach Belichick doesn't even know the difference. I don't want no parent trap stuff going on. No, I'm better than him, so I can't let him go out there and play for me. Can't okay, Jason. Oh, they become one. Now, speaks to us. Now, man, Tucker has trouble at home, too. Oh, man. That's a great story, man. And we need Queen Latifah to beat them all. How many? We set this place down, baby. Rich Eisen Show, J.B. Smooth, Super Bowl 51. You know how we do. Houston, we got a problem. Oh, my gosh. So funny. My Coskins <laughs> gets in my ear. Uh, he was... He said he was at the <laughs> he was at the media night with JB in San Francisco where he asked Cam who who dabbed first, him or his lady. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All the Nates. Oh my gosh. My gosh, we're back here. I'm still. My face is hurting from that JB smooth. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> he is appearance. Oh my gosh, lamping. Oh still, my gosh. Sorry. Oh yeah, he gave his hat to Brady one That's year. We can't tell it's Super Bowl Fifty Two. Oh, we just showed him. We're talking to Brady at Super Bowl Fifty One. I mean, come on, it's insane. The number of times that he had the Patriots year after year after year being our Super Bowl correspondent. He had him for four times, didn't he? That's why they were right? so familiar. Yeah. You ran out of questions to ask Tom. Ran out of How about that doing the 30 for 30 for the first butt slap guy? Did that <laughs> never make air? He said it never made air. No, I, I don't air. remember that. Why does it that? sound like I've, I've seen that before? He maybe has mentioned it before. Or maybe they did JB. something on the first high five or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's really funny, though. <laughs> butt slap guy. First guy in the 1930s. Great job. What? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, so you said we did all, hit all the Nates. Nate in L.A., you're here on the Rich Eyes. Now we've hit all the Nates here on the Rich Eyes Show. What's up, Nate? I am good. Thank you. Hey, all Nates stick together, man. We, we, we understand each other. Nates unite. I understand. Um, first, I wanted to, you know, I enjoyed the interview you had with Robert Sala. I thought this before, but I want to congratulate you. I think you got the right guy for the right job. That's all. Um, he's a no nonsense, no nonsense guy for no nonsense town. So I think he's going to fit in well. Well, he seems like he's um, got a good sense of humor too. So you need to have one of those. That's for sure. What is what's on your mind? Yeah, the other thought I was having is you've touched on a couple of the seventeenth games, if you will, for yes. different teams. I wanted to know. Obviously, 
the Packers and Chiefs stand out because it's just the highest, most glamour game of the group. And then, but what other ones kind of stood out to you? And I'm curious, you know, as you've heard already with a couple of callers, the, the conspiracy nuts come out when the, when the schedule comes out. And which ones are kind of, which fan bases do you think are crying foul about who they have to play right, and Nate, where they have to play? Thank you for, for letting me know. Um, and thanks for the call. Here I'll hit it right here. Thanks to the NFL Network research. I have it right here. So again, uh, the 17th game formula is you take one additional interconference game based on the prior year's standings. And it matches a first-place team from one division with a first-place team from an opposite conference division. That team is not scheduled to play that year. Second, third, and fourth place play each other. The home conference for this game rotates each season. This year, it's the AFC. Next year, the NFC will have a 17th game at home. Okay? Does that work? So here are the ones that leap out to me. Washington at the Bills, because it's Fitzmagic back in Western New York, and you got two first-place teams, right? Uh, Cowboys Patriots obviously are one of them. I love Cardinals at Browns. What a hell of a third place game that one is. Love that one. Rams at Ravens. Your thoughts. How about this one? Bucks at Colts. Tom Brady back in that building where so much history with him in Indianapolis. Bears at Raiders is another one. Fourth place ones. I mean, you got the Eagles at the Jets. That's a good one. 49ers at Bengals. How about that? Is a 49ers a fourth place schedule? Good lord. They could make some hay with that one. So there's not there's no there's no there's no, you know, there's no real sort of um there's there there's no what did he say? Conspiracy? There is no conspiracy. But I I will say this that you take a look at all these games that have been added and we'll see how it works, you know. We'll see if a of a long time record over sixteen weeks goes down and it's called a record, right? That'll piss some people off. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to. Well, I mean, I mean, you have to figure with volume, with sheer volume, right? Um, right? And you can't say put an asterisk next to it because five, six years from now, we won't be thinking about the extra game anymore. It'll just be the way it is, which already feel that way about a seventh playoff team. And I'll tell you this, seeing this schedule, Jim Nance said it last night when I was in that conversation with him and Joe Buck and Al Michaels. He said he thought that they – what a fun conversation that was. That's Joe Buck mocking both Nance and, <laughs> and Al about the number of West Coast games that they had previous to this year. They had to travel a lot, and he's doing the wambulance face. Um, Jim Nance said it last night. He was fearful that the 17th game would dilute the schedule. I disagree, as he did once he saw it. He said, I thought it would dilute the schedule. As a matter of fact, not at all. We'll see if it dilutes the, the level of play with an extra game and no extra buy. We'll see how it works out. But who's crying over Patriots hosting Cowboys, Cardinals at Browns? You know, Who's saying, I don't want to see Seahawks at Steelers, Packers at Chiefs? I don't think many people are. <laughs> yeah. no. you know? nope. And kudos to Joe Buck uh, for coming to play last night. And same with Jim Nance and, and Al Michaels. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. He put a photograph of Al over his left shoulder and a photograph of Jim over his right shoulder. He's moving, so there's nothing nothing else on the shelves. That's some <laughs> next-level Joe Buck work right there. Is he coming west? No, he's, he I, he's staying put. Staying put in St. Louis. But uh, fun stuff. You should check out at Rich Eisen Show for that conversation. We posted it there. Robert Sala, Aaron Jones, Mike Mayock, and J.B. Smoove. What a fun show today. 
Jackie McMullen will join us in advance of the uh, finale, final weekend, regular season weekend of the NBA and also the all, the Hall of Fame show uh, weekend. Also, Lewis Riddick of ESPN Monday Night Football will join us. And Christina Hendricks of Good Girls. That's Friday. We'll speak to you then. <laughs> 